0: They always end up here. It's not an optional issue. As men of science seek the theory of everything, they end up here. The Word of God found in your majority text, also known as the received text, Holy Bible, is the answer to everything. They seek the singularity, the single starting point of all that is. The Word of God is that singularity they seek, but that's not all there is to the Word of God. No, the Word of God is from everlasting to everlasting, and it's not bound by this finite vanity. Suffice it to say, the Word of God is the singularity man seeks and the reason for everything man pursues, yet carnal man is simply ignorant of it. Many men of science, most notably the founding followers of major scientific discoveries, learned to seek Jesus Christ, God's singularity, by whom God created all things, visible and invisible. Today, thousands of scientists openly confess Jesus Christ as Lord. They are not a majority by any means, but they are a very powerful minority. The reason for the sparseness of confessing Christians in the sciences is not because the revelations of Christ are invalid or not intellectually sustainable, rather, this sparseness is the thumbprint of God. Jesus said in Matthew seven fourteen, Because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way, which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. 1 Corinthians one through 26-29 For ye see your calling, brethren, how that not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. But God hath chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. And God hath chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. And base things of the world, and things which are despised, hath God chosen, yea, and things which are not to, to bring to naught things that are, that no flesh should glory in his presence. They always end up here because of what Jesus declares in John 14, 5, and 6. Thomas saith unto him, Lord, We know not whither thou goest, and how can we know the way? Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. The carnal scientific horde is blind, deaf, and dumb, but have convinced themselves and the willingly ignorant that they can in fact see, hear, and speak. You can be sure that it is simply a demonstration of the blind leading the blind Matthew 15:14 Dear visitor do you hunger for answers to your life's questions is it your desire to know how God made it all and how you fit into his plan in just a moment i will invite you to follow me in a simple prompt and if you do the light of life will begin to shine You will emerge from the darkness as a new creature, brand new. Jesus calls this supernatural experience the the greatest miracle man can know. He calls it born again. John 3, 3. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Today, you can be born again. Today, all your sin and shame will be washed away by Christ's cleansing blood. Today, all of Satan's bondages will be broken, no matter how insurmountable they may appear. Yesterday, your carnal soul is in your very own hand. Here is the prompt I promised. Click on the Further with Jesus for childlike instructions. An immediate entry into the invisible kingdom of God. Now for today's subject. God said, Matthew chapter 4, verse 16, The people which sat in darkness saw great light, and to them which sat in the region and shadow of death, light is sprung up. God said, Isaiah seven fourteen. Therefore, the Lord Himself shall give you a sign: behold, a virgin shall conceive, and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. God said, Colossians one fifteen through nineteen. Who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature? For by him were all things created, that are in heaven and that are in earth for it pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell. Man said, Bible believers are so easily led and uneducated. Don't they know we've entered the bright lights of the digital world and easy access to the world's knowledge? Get with it, dumbos. Now the record. Welcome to God Said, Man Said, Feature 1,123 that will once again certify the glorious inerrancy of God's beautiful book, the Holy Bible. All of these faith-building features are archived here in text and streaming audio for your edification and as bait for the fishers of men. Every Thursday, Eve, God willing, they grow by one. Thank you for visiting. Rest with us today and revel in the beauty of the book. This is the final installment in the short series addressing the singularity of Jesus Christ, God's only begotten Son. Today's science searches incessantly, spending billions seeking what we already have found and willingly give away freely. We can see them, but they can't see us. We once sat in their darkness and even thought their same vacuous thoughts, but hallelujah, one day we saw the light, Matthew 4:16. The people which sat in darkness saw a great light, and to them which sat in the region in shadow of death, light is sprung up. Isn't that fantastic? God created all things visible and invisible in heaven and on earth by his son, Jesus Christ. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 2. Jesus is God's allness, the singularity the beginning and foundation of all that is, because this pleases the Father, Colossians 1.19, for it pleased the Father, that in him should all fullness dwell. In the first two features, eight amazing examples of Christ Jesus, the singularity, were published. This feature will add four more examples. If you have yet to read feature one or feature two, I recommend stopping here and starting from the beginning your time will be well rewarded. Number nine. An underlying theme in systems science is, the all is in the small, and the small is in the all. The interconnectivity of all creation is gratifying to behold, and in it you will find the singularity, God's allness. Everything revolves around Jesus Christ. Every word, every thought, every name, and every atom, because this pleases the Father. Everything revolves around Jesus Christ, whether carnaldom likes it or not. The little town of Bethlehem in Israel was ordained of God for big, big business. One of the many prophecies surrounding Bethlehem and Christ is penned by the prophet Micah, approximately 700 years B.C. Micah chapter 5, verse 2. But thou, Bethlehem Ephratah, though thou be little among the thousands of Judah. Yet out of thee shall he come forth unto me, that is to be ruler in Israel, whose going forth have been from of old from everlasting. Joseph and Mary arrived at Bethlehem to be taxed. Mary was ready to deliver her first child, but there was no room for them in at the inn. Luke 2, 4-7. because there was no room for them in the inn. The name Bethlehem means house of bread, and the town was named such well over a thousand years before Christ was born. Bethlehem's purpose revolves around Jesus Christ. In Bethlehem, Jesus is born in a manger. Webster defines manger, number one, a trough or box in which fodder is laid for cattle— or the place in which horses and cattle are fed. Bethlehem is hugely prophetic. Not only is the location at which the Messiah would enter this world, but also certainly in the giving of its name, meaning house of bread. Take note of the following verses. John six forty nine through 58. Your fathers did eat manna in the wilderness and are dead. This is the bread which cometh down from heaven, that a man may eat thereof and not die. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If any man eat of this bread, he shall live for ever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. The Jews therefore strove among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? Then Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except ye eat the flesh of the Son of Man, and drink his blood, ye have no life in you. Whoso eateth my flesh, and drinketh my blood, hath eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. For my flesh is meat indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. He that eateth my flesh, and drinketh my blood, dwelleth in me, and I in him. As the living Father hath sent me, and I live by the Father. So he that eateth me, even he shall live by me. This is that bread which came down from heaven, not as your fathers did eat manna and are dead. He that eateth of this bread shall live forever. Bethlehem was the birthplace of the shepherd King David. Jesus Christ is known in the flesh as the son of David, and this Christ is the good shepherd. Everything, including Bethlehem and its name, the house of bread, revolves around Jesus Christ, God's singularity. Number 10. No one ever entered the world like Jesus Christ, and no one has exited like him either. This Christ, who could not find room at the inn at his birth, had his own star this baby jesus had no worldly royal watchers anticipating the birth of their new king although prophets and sages did there were no trumpets or horns no cheering crowds no official announcement and no gifts for the baby king no royal fanfare sure but there was luke chapter 2 verses 8 through 16 let us now go even unto Bethlehem, and see this thing which is come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste, and found Mary, and Joseph, and the babe lying in a manger. Matthew 2, verses 1 and 2, and then verses 9 through 12. Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. When they, heard, uh, when they had heard the king, they departed, and lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And when they were coming to the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned of God in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed into their own country another way. No human birth in all of time before or since has come with such staggering prophetic foreknowledge as the birth of Jesus Christ. No one even comes close. Over 300 prophecies in the Old Testament written hundreds and thousands of years before Christ foretell of the singularity and His birth, life, death, and purpose. Several examples follow. Isaiah 7, verse 14 Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign behold a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel Psalms 22:14 through 18 I am poured out like water and all my bones are out of joint my heart is like wax it is melted in the midst of my bowels my strength is dried up like a potsherd, and my tongue cleaveth to my jaws, and thou hast brought me into the dust of death. For dogs have compassed me. The assembly of the wicked have enclosed me. They pierced my hands and my feet. I may tell all my bones. They look and stare upon me. They part my garments among them and cast lots upon my vesture. Zechariah thirteen six. And one shall say unto him, What are these wounds in thine hands? Then he shall answer, Those with which I was wounded in the house of my friends. Zechariah 12.10 And I will pour upon the house of David, and upon the inhabitants of Jerusalem, the spirit of grace and of supplications. And they shall look upon me, whom they have pierced, and they shall mourn for him, as one mourneth for his only Son, and shall be in bitterness for him, as one that is in bitterness for his firstborn. Everything revolves around Jesus Christ, because this pleases the Father. Number 11. Strange and often incredulous groupings of words abound in the Scriptures. Be assured that they are true and righteous altogether. Today's science continues to certify these strange and often incredulous groupings of words. When penned over 2,000 years ago, Revelation 6, 13, and 14 was strange and incredulous, but now scientists theorize that it is possible to tear space. And the stars of heaven fell unto the earth, even as a fig tree casteth her untimely figs when she is shaken of a mighty wind. And the heaven departed as a scroll when it is rolled together, and every mountain and island were moved out of their places. When penned 2,000 years ago, the idea of a city floating down through space to God's new earth was uh, considered strange and incredulous. Today, a space station exists high above the earth, and men dream of space cities. Revelation 21, 2, and I, John, saw the holy city. New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. When penned 2,000 years ago and more, the idea that God spoke all things visible and invisible into existence with just words was certainly considered strange and incredulous, but not anymore. All things we see and touch are made out of God's invisible words— On God Said, Man Said, you've read how an automobile is simply a compilation of words. It begins as a word plan, word schematics, word instructions. A car remains only words until raw materials are extracted from the earth that God spoke into existence, at which point the materials are converted into the needed word-described parts. It is totally an invisible word issue, including the composition of all of us. Revelation 19.13 speaks of Jesus Christ, God's singularity, and reads, and his name is called the Word of God. For those demanding something more tangible, consider some excerpts from Dr. B. H. Lipton's book, The Biology of Belief. The, uh, the chairman of the Harvard University Physics Department boasted in 1893 that science had established that the universe is a matter machine made up of physical, individual atoms that fully obey the laws of Newtonian mechanics. For physicists, the only work left was to refine its measurements. Three short years later, the notion that the atom was the smallest particle in the universe fell by the wayside, with the discovery that the atom itself is made up of even smaller subatomic elements. Even more earth-shattering than the discovery of those subatomic particles— was the revelation that atoms emit various strange energies such as X-rays and radioactivity. At the turn of the 20th century, a new breed of physicists evolved whose mission was to probe the relationship between energy and the structure of matter. Within another 10 years, physicists abandoned their belief in the Newtonian material universe because they had come to realize that the concept of matter is an illusion, for they now recognize that everything in the universe is made out of energy. End of quote. Our energy source, from which matter, physical things, is made, is found in photons, light capsules from the sun. Should it be any surprise that First John chapter 1, verse 5 reads, This then is the message which we have heard of him, and declare unto you that God is light, And in him is no darkness at all. God is light and Jesus Christ is the true light. John 1 verse 9. This light is life's energy source. Dr. Lipton continues. No, there has not been a printing mistake. Atoms are made out of invisible energy, not tangible matter. So in our world, material substance appears out of the thin air. Kind of weird when you think of it. Here you are holding this physical book in your hands. Yet if you were to focus on the book's material substance with an atomic microscope, you would see that you are holding nothing. Fortunately, leaders in the field, such as Johns Hopkins University physicist Richard Con Henry, are addressing the misperceptions about the perceived primacy of the material word, world. Excuse me. Henry offered an elegantly simple definition on the true nature of the universe. The universe is immaterial, mental and spiritual, live and enjoy, end of quotes. All physical things are made out of invisible energy. Of course, as God is light, he is that energy. Now science anticipates that as a result of their unfolding understanding of quantum consciousness— they will establish that energy is created by knowledge and understanding in the next few years. Of course, we know this is God's glorious words of intent, full of knowledge and understanding. Do the Scriptures give any credence to science's latest machinations that knowledge and understanding, which are words of intent, are the source of energy and are found in photons of light? Light first enters global history in Genesis chapter 1, verses 1-9, through 9, and note that the words preceded the light. In the beginning God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness, and God called the light day and the darkness he called night, and the evening and the morning, or the first day. Now consider Psalms 119.130. The entrance of thy words giveth light. It giveth understanding unto the simple. Psalms 119.105. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet, and a light unto my path. Finally, keep in mind that God and his Christ are light, and God and his Christ are living words— Again, John 1, 1 5, This 5, This then is the message, which we have heard of him, and declare unto you, that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. John 1, 1, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. They always end up here at the singularity, for this pleases the Father. Strange and incredulous words? <laughs> Not more. Number 12, The world's history is measured in the name of God's singularity, Jesus Christ. It galls the skeptics that this is the same Christ whom the ignorant refuse to acknowledge even existed in the first place. In spite of their railings, all people, skeptics and believers alike, are born in his name. For example, the official birth date of a Christ denier born on January 1, 1990, would be January 1, 1990 A.D. A.D. is the abbreviation that stands for Anno Domini, which is Latin for in the year of our Lord. Events that occur before Christ's birth are dated B.C. or before Christ. The skeptic is born in his name, will live every moment in his name, and will die in his name, yet deny the Christ of glory all the while. (laughs) How sad, how disappointing. The following excerpts are from J. H. Tyner's book, The World of Mathematics. A time-measuring system has to have a starting point. The day is measured from midnight. Years are measured from midnight on January 1. Longer periods of times are given as A.D. or B.C. These are references to the birth of Jesus Christ. Until about the 1500s, people counted years based on the king who ruled at the time. For instance the bible in the gospel of luke describes the year john the baptist began preaching as the 15th year of the reign of tiberius caesar luke chapter 1 verse 1 chapter 3 excuse me verse 1 counting years by different kings can be confusing the 15th year of the reign of the king of one country might be entirely different from the reign of the king of another country the new gregorian calendar also officially changed how years were numbered Jesus was called the King of Kings. People began measuring the years from the date they thought Jesus had been born. Years after his birth are designated A.D. The letters are from Anno Domini, meaning in the year of our Lord. Years before his birth are given the letters B.C., which means before Christ, end of quote. Jesus Christ is the King of kings and Lord of lords, and every second revolves around him because this pleases the Father. Everything revolves around Jesus Christ, God's allness, his singularity, and that's whether carnal man likes it or not. Man's science seeks the singularity, and hallelujah, we have found him. God said in Matthew 4.16, The people which sat in darkness saw a great light, and to them which sat in the region and shadow of death light is sprung up. God said, Isaiah 7, 14, Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. God said, Colossians 1, 15 through 19, Who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature? for it pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell. Man said, Bible believers are so easily led and uneducated. Don't they know we've entered the bright lights of the digital world and easy access to the world's knowledge? Get with it, dumbbells. Now you have the record.